You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast. I'm one qualified opinion and unwavering bias. Back for another week. Little late this week. Easter took it out of us. Uh, you know, the Lord comes first. And, you know, when, God, when Jesus is coming first, everything else falls into place. But unfortunately... Uh, that just pushed the podcast recording back. This is a Wednesday morning that it's coming to you. It's going to be a little shorter potentially today. You say that, though, who the fuck knows? It could be three hours longer. Um, join Joining me, joining you, joining us all, as always, someone that I, you know, have known and loved for almost 10 years now, if not 10 years now. In fact, it might be 10 years now. You know him as Edward. I know him as Eddie. The one and only Edward Lloyd Simpson. How are you? Tom, I'm very nice. I'm very good on this Wednesday morning. Uh, it's been longer than 10 years, buddy, but who's counting? <laughs> Sorry. Who's counting? <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to fucking... Anyway. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a little awkward. That's all right. Um, you, you know, a bloke. <laughs> but you're right, Tom. We do join the punter and the dribbler on a Wednesday morning. Um, you know, Jesus, a passionate lover, but, you know, tends to come first. Yeah, yeah. He has to can be, be a little selfish. 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 He can be a little selfish. But... You know, I don't mind the Wednesday record. Not to, th- not to say it's going to be a thing, but no, gives me a little more context around the week. There's certainly where the midweek record is, I go, oh, okay, I'm allowed. To, I can now review a bit of last weekend, but I also know the team lists. You know, mm. I know who's, I know who's coming back. Mm. I know what's going on. Mm. I know, you know, and we'll get into it. But like the stories about. People's, you know, scallywag behaviour maybe has a full two extra days to come to fruition, whereas on a Monday we walk out of there and that's when the big news drops. It always drops because big news drops on Monday afternoon. It's yeah. like a thing. I don't know if it's like an agreed thing. I don't know if the, if the head honchos in the newsroom sit down and go, listen, we've got this scallywag behaviour. It's definitely a story, but we're only going to drop it on Monday afternoon because that's when scallywag behaviour is dropped. I don't know. Or I think more so, Hello Sports finished recording. So let's drop it up. Too after big, them. too powerful. Yeah. We need to put a muzzle on those boys because if we don't, they're going to take over. Yeah. Well, newsflash, bruh. Taking over anyway. Exactly. Don't give a fuck. No. We don't need news stories. We churn them out ourselves. Correct. We create the news and break the news. Yeah. Create it, break it, make it, set it up, whatever. There you go. Uh, use, insert term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert term. We'll get that put on a bumper sticker. I was thinking, Tom, though, that it's been, it's always been a week since we went to Brookie. Can you fucking wrap your head around that? Weeks go quick in rugby league, Eddie. Yeah, they do. They do. And uh, look, for those of you that maybe aren't following our socials as closely as you should be, which is fucking disgraceful. Uh, Eddie and I were cordially invited by the club. Mm. The club. Manly Seagulls out to Brookvale on Thursday um, to watch Manly take on the Penrith Panthers. Now, we went out there full of piss, vinegar, and excitement. Fair to say? Fair to say. How, how, how do you think we were received in the streets of Manly as we hopped on the ferry over and just sort of meandered our way through? 
how do you think punters and dribblers? With raucous applause? Did a kid almost fucking kill himself running back? We almost saw a young dribbler get hit by a car, which obviously I'm glad didn't happen, but it would have been a minor career milestone had he survived. <laughs> had he survived intact? Yeah. Like, it just, you know, been stunned. I would have... Been, I would have if they'd said, if someone, if God had said to me, I can have him hit by the car, doesn't die, just stunned, maybe like, you know. Maybe a couple of grazers. Grazers and maybe like tears some sort of a ligament in his knee. Are you cool with that? I'd say, let it happen. Yep. Because that's a notch on the career belt. It is a that's notch. That's like Bieber, Beetle Fever. You know what I mean? That's dribble mania. Yeah, yeah, that's dribble mania. That's a notch on the career belt for sure. Um, but we also did tick off another one in the same breath. Father son duo at yep. first. We got accosted. Accosted Mick? sounds bad. I think it was Mick and Declan. Now, if Could that's it? if that's not it, it is now. Uh, so the Declan, the young boy, young man, he was the one that almost got hit by the car once he saw us, uh, and then ran back across the road, not looking at traffic. While his dad Mick, who was had also, a bit about him, Mick, lovely man. Um, Mick, someone that you wouldn't want to cross. Seemed like a very sweet man, but like if you were ever to like screw Mick over, he'd kill you. Yeah. Which made me feel safe because obviously I'd never screw Mick I felt over. safe in Mick's arms. I'd never screw Mick around. No, absolutely not. But it looked like good. they'd been at a long lunch. They looked hammered. If they weren't, if they hadn't been at a long lunch, I completely misread the situation. Yeah. Same. You know, I'd had a couple of blokes by that point. We'd had a couple of blokes, but... But I still wasn't... I mean, I wasn't full to the brim. No, you and I sort of just cruise around, though, a couple of blokes deep anyway. So that's like a bit of a, <coughs> you know... Normality. Normality. But we were in a rush to get to Brookvale because we had some things to do there. And so we got talking to Mick and Declan. believe that's their names. Realised they were a father-son duo. And they didn't... I don't know whether... Declan was like just dropping one liner after one liner. He was throwing out all the fucking shit. Mick really wanted to talk business. And we were like, Mick, we have to go. I could have sat there and cracked a couple of blokes and talked to Mick, you know. Talk business with Mick, absolutely. You know what I mean? Put my business hat on and got down to brass tacks and and yarned about uh, the minutiae of the business world. Correct. I I would have loved that, Tom. But we had places to be. Where'd we have to be? Well, look, we were... Uh, performance isn't the right word. We were asked to speak before, um, what room was it? The Chairman's Lounge <laughs> at the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Now, <laughs> shout out to, again, the Seagulls for having us. Obviously, our affinity for the club does not need to be uh, explained. We live and die, we breathe Manly Seagulls. We were just going out there as a bit of like, a, yeah, come out. They obviously know about us. We know about them. Come out for a bit of a game. Uh, sorry, come out and watch the game. Then, uh, because of the Byron Bay COVID outbreaks and shit, like they players couldn't, injured players usually speak at the chairman's lounge, something like that. They couldn't do it. So they're like, do you want to have a, do you want to get interviewed before the fucking game? We're like, sure. Why not? Just say yes to life, Eddie. You know what I mean? Got to say yes to these things, I think. Yes. Just say yes. Get there. As we get in there, you just sort of realise like, oh, okay, the average, like the age demo of the room isn't really our crowd. Now, listen, we are, we are, you know, we are eight to, to 80. We're, we're eight to death, really, right? As soon as you can start listening to podcasts and understanding the language, to dead. That's our demo. 18 months to 80 plus. Nine plus. 
Um, that's our demo. We can cover. We can cover it. Yeah. But what age group are we known in? What are we known in? Yeah, yeah. Eighteen to forty-five. Eighteen to forty-five. Now, were there many forty-five-year-olds in the room? I'd say that'd be the youngest. I'd say you. I think you're being generous, yeah. and that's no disrespect to everyone in the room. No, there's but, no disrespect to anyone. In the you room. know, forty-five. <laughs> if they were forty-five, they would have been pumped up. Yes. I think there were 75, most of them. There were a lot of older gentlemen and, and ladies there. So anyway, the owner of the motherfucking club, Mr. Scott Penn, was there. Uh, he's he rarely, introduced us. He, he's very rarely even like in the country, let alone at these games. So did we feel like he flew back just for us? Yes. Did we feel the need to perform? Yes. <laughs> now, we were called up there and basically... You know, just ask like a couple of questions about the club. It was not a very, it was very informal. We hadn't prepared a single thing. <laughs> and we were like, okay, let's just hit them with some fucking gold here. Eddie. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's, oh, let me go to the duffel and let's get my unload best some stuff out. clips on this fucking crowd. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Brad Parker's an ant. Bang, bang, bang. Kieran Foran and Daly. What are Jerry you, Evans. Loving fucking. each other's bodies. Bang, bang. 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 Ruben Garrick's so hot. Bang, bang. <laughs> Fuck Adam Fenua Blake. Bang, 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 bang. No like one's laughing Panthers, yet. No one's shit. laughing yet. Go harder. <laughs> bang, bang. Fucking Des Hasler's hair is really good, dude. <laughs> Needless to say, the room was not exactly... They went bubbling. <laughs> they weren't pissing themselves. They weren't pissing themselves, no. Did we bomb? No. I'm not saying that. Fuck, no, we didn't bomb. There, dr- was, there was light murmurs. <laughs> there, was some, there was some giggles. We got giggles. We did get some giggles. But giggles in isolation <laughs> can often be worse. Yeah. <laughs> when the giggles don't drown out the sound of cutlery on plate. <laughs> and some bloke clearing his throat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, look, you might you might know that you, you're getting isolated giggles. That's what I think we got. I, yeah. I still put it down to... Um, what we use in the industry term, uh, Tom, as the uh, the stunned effect. Yeah, true. As in, like they were overawed. They by were us. overawed by our presence yeah. and by the quality of the dribble. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only logical explanation that you and I had. For the rest of the night, racking our brains, yeah. going, "They must have just been overwhelmed by us, right? They, like, they mustn't have gotten it. Well, like, I certainly didn't get it." Well, <laughs> That's actually the reality. That's the reality, is that they didn't get it. <laughs> they didn't get it. Not no, that was my um, that was subconscious your, answering that, was, yeah, that, that question That was a Freudian for slip coming yeah, out yeah, there, unfortunately. Freudian slip. What really <laughs> fucking put a nice bow on it at the end was as we like, thank you, all right, that's it, we're off. And we just sort of like walked off stage. The oldest guy in the room was just like, just sort of like tapped us on the side of the shoulder. And was like, well done, fellas. It's like... Thanks, man. Thanks. Probably the guy who got, got it the least is the one congratulating us. <laughs> Great job. Great I think job. you might have said. This guy was retired before we were born, and <laughs> he was the one giving us some fucking congratulations. Yeah, yeah. he wasn't in a good state, that bloke, like physically. But Well, he was old. He was old. <laughs> let's, not, let's not have a crack at him. He's the only guy being nice to us in the room. <laughs> not having a crack, just yeah. trying to convey to the punter and the dribbler um, perhaps the demo that he was in. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, it was it, it was, was an interesting five minutes, an interesting five minutes in my life, uh, yeah. an interesting five minutes in the storied career of Tom and myself. Yeah. Not the first time we've uh, thrown ourselves to the wolves, as it were. 
No, that's probably the the least. That's probably the well. The only no. What about the Zelko? Zelko was yeah, but there was no one in that room. That was an empty room. <laughs> so that was at least. Of course, no one's laughing. No one's here. <laughs> but if they were here, they'd be Zelko and his mates. Up yeah, the back. we we did a live show with Zelko Kalich. Who, if you don't know who Zelko is, don't hold you, don't hold that. He was against the backup yourself. goalkeeper for the Socceroos for many years. <laughs> <laughs> just to put, just to really. Well, that's context. That and, is context. And Zelko would be happy with me saying that because he knows. Well, that's exactly what he was. You're not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. Many years might be a lie, but he was certainly there for a while. Um, anyway, we're we were done doing the live show, and well, I mean, we were doing a live show with Zelko, and but. We were doing a bunch of live shows at the fuck. What's the bar called? It's a pub in. It's um, a it's a pub on King Street, South South King, South King. Fuck, I can't remember it. But they're good dudes, there and we did a four week stinger. We had Josh Reynolds one week talking Origin. Then we did one that was just you and I talking Origin. Then we did one where it was like, oh shit, we don't have a guest, and like two hours before, I fucking. Managed to get a hold of Zelko Kalich's number, of all people. And I just called Zelko out of the blue, never met him, never spoken to him. But Zelko, strange request here, bro. You want to come be interviewed at a pub in Newtown for $350? Cash. Like, Cash. And he said yes. So Zelko came down. It was pissing rain. No one in the bar. No person there except jack archdale. except jack archdale who is a fucking lord for that drove down on his motorbike and sa- almost made it sadder <laughs> it made it way sadder it made it way sadder we had our mate jarch sitting there at the front and then zelko up on stage with us and then three people in the back of the room and they were zelko's mates who didn't give a fuck so it was just us basically we just turned it into a podcast in a big room Mm. where they also served beer. And never released it. And uh, never released it. Well, they fucked the audio, I think, so... All we're saying is we've been there before. Yeah. Um, This room was significantly more crowded. (laughs) Um, But the response, probably about the same. (laughs) In terms of, like, audible... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, laughs. Laughs, recorded. Yeah. But, better for the run... Much better for the run. It was and and it was good fun anyway. Once what we realised, what would I change? You might ask. Fuck all. No, nah. I'd get up there and I'd do it all again mm-hmm. until they got it. Yeah, I would have gone longer. I would have gone longer and oh, be yeah. like, oh, oh, okay, so you're not really au fait with dribble and yarn. Well, here we go. Let sit me, down for an hour and a half down. and let me work you through it. Bank West, Steve, yeah. the stadium in the land. Yeah, yeah. Get your protractors out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get your protractors out. Pekovsky, the Balkan Bulldog. Let me tell you about him. The Dark Angel, David Warner. I know we're talking cricket now, but that's how deep into the duffel bag I'm going. I'm back. I'm digging into summer now. I'm digging into summer. The Marsh Brothers, Swamp Junior and Swamp Junior Junior. I haven't said their names for a while. They haven't been playing. Uh, but that's how deep into the duffel bag we're going. Real deep. Uh, snort and growl and howl and prowl. <laughs> anyway. yeah. What does that mean? What's well, that mean? Well, how long you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have unlimited time. Oh, Perfect. Oh, oh, kickoff's about to start. <laughs> well, come on, let's be honest. No one's fucking watching this game. No one watches the first half. Anyway, so that went well. Afterwards, we then just got to go up into the stands and enjoy uh, watching rugby league football. We got sent up to the uh, the old boys stand, the Golden, Golden Eagles. Eagles stand. Shout out to Mark Bryant. Box. 
Shout out to Mark Bryant, former Manly Sea Eagles. One of the uh, nicest bloke going around. Front rower, premiership winner, nice bloke. Wolfman was there as well. Yeah, we did. Wolfman was there. Shout out to Wolfman. Um, And then plenty of blokes from an early generation. From a bygone era. A bygone era. Who, you know, probably a little confused as to why Tom and I are in the Golden Eagles. Well, they just called us podcast guys. Yeah, we were podcast guys all night. Um, But we had a fucking terrific time because... No one can spin a yarn like those blokes. I don't know what it, it is. I don't know if your yarns get better with age, like a fine wine. Maybe it's like you're working on your, your your stand-up set, you know? Maybe you just you just hone that story, you cut all the fat, and then before you know it, it's yeah. like... Because they were telling some they yarns. They were dialed, those stories. They, they were, were dialed, dialed in. They were dialed in. We knew that wasn't the first time these stories were being told, but by the end of the night, and again, I wish I remembered their names. I apologise, but in fairness, they didn't remember ours. And also, in fairness, they probably retired before we were born. They had some fucking ripper stories, and they were hang- they were hanging shit on each other like it was going out of fashion. And there was, I mean, we were just I was just, we were just calling them the Electrical Brothers, weren't they? There were a, a couple of brothers told a story about how one of them got electrocuted. Then they were telling the story about how another one has a tiny dick, and it was just like, I think that was the same bloke. Mwah. But yeah, look, are we giving, uh, you know, are we doing the stories justice? Definitely Probably not. not. Definitely but, not. But, but what, we, what we are saying is, unless you're invited to the Golden Eagles box, you can't hear them. Correct. So that's li- what we're saying. That's are we also masking for the performance on field? Are we, are we dancing around that? Skipping around that? Are we trying to just manoeuvre it? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. Oh, coming around here. Uh, just don't want to talk about the 40 fucking point loss we had on <laughs> Thursday night. Ah. Uh, yeah, we didn't play well. No, we didn't play well. I haven't been playing well for the last four weeks, Eddie. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think now, um, you know, at this point in the season with, you know, four consecutive losses and, and you know, to be honest, some pretty mediocre rugby league football, Tom. Yeah, sure. The lacked effort and commitment and... Um, passion. And passion Pride. for the club and the, and the, and the jersey and the, and the crest. Mm. I, I sit before you and... Not in an alarmed state. Certainly not. Alert, not alarmed. I'm alert. My ears are pricked up. Whoop. Like I'm aware that there might be someone in the house. Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that someone downstairs? Oh, look, is I'll it? just do I grab the shotgun now. Oh, what's that? <laughs> uh, okay, all right. But I'm just... I I'm mean, reaching for the shoddy. Yeah, I've certainly got my hand on the shotgun. Am I prepared to use it? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet, no. But my hand is around the barrel. Yeah, exactly. Now, I look around the rest of the rugby league competition and I see weakness everywhere, so yeah. I'm not alarmed, I'm alert, yeah. if you don't get the reference. Because obviously the Bulldogs are fucking appalling, so are the Cowboys, so are the Broncos. There's room to move. There's room to move. Yeah. I see the Warriors this week without Adam Fanua Blake, and I think this could be the springboard we have needed. Yep. We get a two points here. Tommy Javojevic comes back next week. That's a 40-point differential on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you did use a movie term there. Yeah, um, great movie. And I think we come back, but that performance on Thursday night, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to lie anymore. No, I think it was yeah. fucking dog shit. Yeah, 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 we've got to a point now where like, you know what, like, uh, we've we've come in here week after week putting positivity out on the plates of the punter and the dribbler, rolling out positivity, and unfortunately, sometimes, you know. Sometimes you've got to use the stick. We've been using the carrot. I've never completely understood the, the reference, but I guess the carrot's like a nice thing. Like, here you go. Eat the carrot. Stop fucking playing shit. Now it's time. It's stick time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly right. The carrot is, oh, look, if you play well, you get a carrot. 
clearly the carrot's not working. Nah, We've got to stick out now. Hopper huddles time. Yeah, it's hopper huddles time. Get in the huddle or you're going to get bashed. Now, that's probably what the club needs at this point. Mm, I, yeah. I fully trust that Des has got the boys in hopper huddles. I think so. At least he's got hopper down to the club to fucking flog a few of them. <laughs> I would just say that, like, the tough spot is that Picking the same side every week seems to me to be like a we have no other option below the top 17 players outside of Tommy. Like we actually, it's better off that we just keep rolling out this side who ain't doing it than going and digging any deeper because we don't have anyone that's made of the right stuff below the top 17. But no one seems to be actually fucking sacking up except for like like when you see jake in the huddle screaming at fucking people and no one's looking at him you're like i was looking at jake i was looking Mate, at him. anyone who watched that video was looking at jake going what the fuck is going on the man is literally about to burst out crying he's so passionate about the club the club and the tell you what he would have been laughing if he was in the fucking chairman's lounge where was he, he was. <laughs> that was it. what the chairman's lounge was like for us was just us talking and yelling at people and no one looking. Yes, exactly right. So we know how Jake feels. We do. We do. And we sympathise with you, Jake, because you deserved better and you know you do. But to be rolling out the same side every week, Tom, is concerning. I'm a little alarmed. You're alert. I'm, well, I'm alert, not alarmed, you're right, about the fact that Cade Cust isn't starting with the nine on his back yeah. because, like we've always said, and I'll say it again for those that are new to the podcast... Every good rugby league team worth its salt has a Cade in it. Correct. Now, you could argue he's coming off the bench. I don't think that's good enough. I think in times of need, you turn to a Cade. You always turn to a Cade. But what I don't understand is why not just try it? Because we're getting fucking pumped. So why not try it? That's... I'm not even having a crack at Lachlan Croker, right? Like, it's not his fault. There's so much going wrong. It's not Lachlan's fault, but in every other position on the field, we kind of, save for maybe like the centres, every other position on the field, we have uh, the best players playing at our disposal, essentially, you would say, probably, without knowing the fucking reserve players I've never heard of. But Cade and Croker, there is an argument to be made that maybe one, they, they are like Cade came on and played really well. So maybe it is... You could make the argument to just give him a go start in the fucking game as opposed to just keep it. He didn't even start the fucking season. He was in reserve grade to start the season. Mm. Has, has, has Cade fucking pissed off Desi? What have you done, Cade? What have you done? Let's not fucking, let's not victim blame. Who knows if Cade has done anything? He may, he may well have done nothing, but he may have, you know. He may have also been naughty. I don't know, but <laughs> that's completely just us speculating wildly on nothing. I think Cade should at least be starting. Uh... Morgan Harper, I think, is in the side for Moses Sully. Don't know if that's injury-related or not. So, I mean, if it's not, then... If it's not injury-related, then that's a change. And they're saying that Moses isn't playing that well. I think that's probably true. I don't think fucking Moses is playing well at all. Um, Then I think Morgan Boyle's out. I don't know if that's an injury. Again, I mean, fucking whatever. Like, we're just getting fucked. (laughs) We're just getting fucked. I love Manly and everything, but we're getting fucked. So the only... Silver lining to that whole thing was that we were in the Golden Eagles uh, box with club legends, which is where we felt was appropriate for us to be. And 
you know, we basically just missed a lot of the game. Had a lot of bets on, none came off. We had a lot of bets on, none came off. We had a great, we had, I had a great fucking night. Tom. I had a great night. I had a great night. night. Uh, they rolled out all the, all the favourites, the sausage rolls, the meat pies. I, the skewers. Um, I had a beautiful, uh, was, it, was it sort of like a, a chickeny? Yeah, it was chicken skewers. Chicken skewer, which was, which was glorious. Um, on the blokes all night. There was a chicken rice dish for the main, which was which was which was terrific. Yeah, um, and we fucking worked our way through schooners, which was fun. So all in all, a great night, yeah. a fucking great night, but not for the club, not for the club, but for you and I and the history of the podcast, you know. Yeah, for those not playing, Corell. Look for those in the Golden Eagles box, That's and right. for those in the Chairman's Lounge getting to watch our performance. But look, we we, we turn to the Warriors, the six PM game. That's obviously you know the game of the round. They put all the heavy hitters in the six PM slot. Um, I think we get the win, thirteen plus this week, boys. I'm very bullish on thirteen plus. I know that that sounds like uh, just utter horseshit dribble, but trust me. If not now, then when? Yeah. Ask With, yourself that. Without Adam Fenor Blake, without. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita Who's been injured For a couple of weeks Bailey Sirnan Who's been playing Very well for the Warriors Out injured And Bunty R4 Who's also a Big thick boy Also out Manly needing to lift For A myriad of reasons At Central Coast Stadium Which is where we love To play our football Under the yeah, palms It's a double home game It's the Warriors home game Technically But it's a Manly home game Because the Central Coast the Central Coast Region loves the club We own the North of this state. That's right. So I I ask again, punters and dribblers, I ask again, if not now, then when? I'd also like to just put this as a little uh, question out to the Manly Seagulls, punters and dribblers that uh, follow us and follow this podcast. If we were to get a hat made that said Manly 13 plus on the front with an eagle, would you buy one? Don't answer now. <laughs> Don't answer all at once. Don't answer all at once. Just think about it. Uh, now, Eddie, before we get into the rugby league, obviously we need to talk about our own personal lives because we are self-indulgent and we need people to know what we've been doing. Oh, are you still in the intro? You are. Correct. <laughs> still in the intro. <laughs> Not even in the fucking real thing yet. <laughs> Welcome. Shock. I went back to Dubbo. Dubbo was great. Dubbo was good. Dubbo was splendid. However, got a bit of back? a complaint. Did they welcome you back? Did, of course. It? Well... I actually ran into a dribbler at the Indian. I think it's called the Indian Resto Bar. Resto Bar. Resto Bar. Fucking terrific. Now, there is a pilgrimage to go to Wollongong to go and, you know, pay your respects to the Son of Christ, Grandson of God, St. PVL, the plug down there. We all know that. We all know that. There is now, I think, in some ways, a second pilgrimage, more of an unofficial one, but a pilgrimage nonetheless to the Indian restaurant bar in Dubbo. You could probably tack that on with the uh, with a trip to the zoo. This Indian is fucking sensational. Is there, a, is there a reason why it's become a pilgrimage for the punter and the dribbler or just because it tastes good? Because it tastes good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. I'm if in. you find yourself there. If you find yourself in Dubbo and if you find yourself in Sydney, it's Indian Home Diner. It's only Indian joints. Now, the fucking cheesy naan there. I just, I just need to, I need to double down. Of on course. That. If you dip, dip the cheesy naan into the buttered chicken sauce. Oh, yeah. Bruh. You will say to yourself, take me now. You will say that. You will say that. Um, so that was great. So you met I a wanna, dribbler there? Yeah, met a Did dribbler. Did you hold a door open I for opened him? the door, yeah. Because someone sent a message in saying, I don't hey, know. Am I a open. fucking gentleman like all the time? Yeah, I am. 
was opening a, the door open for a dribbler who was in need, in need of a door opening. He walked out. He said, I think he said, thanks, dribbler. I'm like, you're fucking welcome, mate. <laughs> and then we sort of looked at each other and, and then he off he went. So that was lovely. Had a fucking nice. ball. But um, bit of a bit of a bone to pick, Tom. Yep. Need to pick a bone. With your own, with your hometown. Not with the hometown, with the route to the hometown. Oh, the yeah. Bell's Line of Road, my choice of road, Tom. Yep. The, the official road, road of the podcast. To, it's the official road of the podcast. When heading west. When heading west across the Great Dividing Range, one must always turn to the Bell's Line of Road. <laughs> Not on this occasion. The motherfucker has been closed. There was a landslide and it just, it's thrown the whole fucking trip into chaos. <laughs> There's a landslide on Bell. There was a landslide during the big, um, you know, the pouring rain. Obviously, the rain we, bender. The rain bender. We live in Australia where um, infrastructure projects and, you know, road maintenance projects are slow. Mm. I think that's fair to say. So it could be out of action for a year or two. But Great. It completely fucked me. Like, I was cruising along Friday morning. I'm like, mate, we'll be good to go here. Like, I, everyone would have left the night before I told myself naively. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that, that is such, like, trying positive reinforcement. Like, nah, you'll be fine, man. No, everyone's gone the night before. No one's like you. No, <laughs> no one's like you wants to leave at a nice, cushy 9.30, yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. on like Friday. Feels like sleeping in and yeah, just fucking driving sleep, Exactly. Um, got... Got into the mountains and it was fucking chaos. Like around Lura and Katoomba, it was literally a standstill. We were trying to take all these back streets, like Google winding me through fucking, you know, the back streets of Katoomba and yeah, Lura and yeah. shit. Didn't Did absolutely nothing. Added like three hours of the trip. Got it. it took me about nine hours to get home. That was great. <laughs> with four hours it added. Usually a five-hour trip. So, um, great start. Great start. Other than that, good to see the fam. I'd prefer to be... Doing like extra driving though, mm. and be moving than stuck. In well, traffic. funny you should say that because on the way back we went through the Hunter Valley for that reason, and it was better. I it assume. was better. Yeah. How better. long? Uh, to get back, it was like stopped a lot because Tonka uh, likes to stretch his legs. Still took like fucking seven hours to get back. Jesus Christ! Yeah, eight hours maybe. It was fucked, mate. I. I've I'm I've I've figured it out though. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Punters and dribblers, if you're listening, this is the way to do it. I think. Tune in. Get a pen and paper. Get a pen and paper. If you live in Sydney, I can't speak for the other cities. I assume they're the same. But if you're leaving Sydney on a long on the Easter long weekend specifically, get up at Sparrow's Fart on Friday morning. Like leave at six. I think you'll be all right, and then come back on the Tuesday. Just take an extra day. Come back on the Tuesday. Okay. Come back on the Tuesday. Now, some people would say to you, Eddie, I have a job. So I said take an extra day. I oh, see. So yeah, exactly. So I've got to take an extra day of fucking leave. Yeah. Right? There's Luckily, no alternative. I don't have to do that because basically we just, we are the bosses. Mm. So we can do what we want. But I actually have a different school of thought, except I agree with you on the Friday one. Leave early Friday. That's what this daddy did. Did still get stuck in some traffic. I went to Tumut. What time did you leave, though? I left... Mate, I ended up leaving like 8.30. Yep, that's what I'm talking about. Got to leave at 6. But I was... Yeah, well, like, correct. But for a, what, five-hour-ish trip to Tumut, it only added, like, an extra hour maybe for me. So I was pretty good. The Sydney to Barrel uh, part of the trip was... Yeah, that was... I could have fucking jogged quicker than every car. Um, But other than that, it was all right. 
Stopped off uh, at the Sutton Forest McDonald's and filled my depressed boots a la about even. If you haven't watched it, uh, you've got to, you know, losses bring McDonald's meals. But anyway, got down to Tumut, long drive. We're going there to see Stefano, uh, Steph's uncle, auntie. They've got a lovely farm down there. Stefano, mum and Evie went the night before so Evie could sleep on the drive. Daddy went to the Manly game, got hammered and then drove in the morning. Get down there, all good, lovely to see the fam and everything. And then at about fucking 6.30, I just start to feel like, ooh, in your body, you start to feel like aches and shit. I'm like, what the hell is this? Can't like, I'm not engaging in conversation. I'm like, you know, you feel like you want to. You're with like your, your partner's family or whatever and you're like trying to, and I just couldn't. And I'm like, what the fuck? Then we go to put Evie to bed and I'm just like, I just lay on the bed for a second and just get hit with this wave of like chills. And I'm like, oh, no, what is this? Like, I've been here for fucking three hours. And I'm just, like, shivering in bed. And I'm like, fucking, you know, you can't stop moving. You've, like, yeah. fucking Parkinson's disease. And then you start getting a temperature. And I'm just like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. I'm like, Steffi, I'm not coming back out. I'm going to bed. Uh, temperature kicks in. It's, like, 39. And then um, I'm just trying to take, like, Panadol and water and shit. Then... A couple of hours later, the temperature's gone. I still feel sick, but I'm like, oh, the temperature's gone. All right, this is weird. Wake up the next day, still feeling a bit sick, sort of have a sleep in. By three, by two or three the next day, fine. Like, I was never ill. So I'm like, what the fuck? Am I like the quickest healer in the world? Am I like Wolverine? So, you know, fucking sweet. Let's play on. Have a few drinks. Enjoy the night. Then... The next morning, same thing. Go have a little drive around to the Tumut Dam. Cute. Look at the break wall. Fucking <laughs> whatever. You know what it is? Like just having a bit of a cruise. Look at the trout farm. Sure. The string, the, the, the rope bridge or whatever it's called. Love that. Good family stuff. Good family shit. And then at about fucking one o'clock on the Sunday, shivers come back. The double. The double. The shivers come back. The aches come back. It all comes back. And I'm like, fuck this. Back in bed. We're leaving Sunday night. This is the thing that you don't have with your Easter routine. We leave late the Sunday night. Now, this is largely due to the fact that we have a child and we wanted to sleep because driving eight hours with a kid that's awake in the car is a fucking nightmare. Anyway, so we come back Sunday night. I'm completely fucked. Uh, and poor old Steffi's got to drive. Anyway, back in Sydney, all good. Wake up Monday. I'm still sick. But now Evie's sick. And she's shivering. Or she's, like, got a temperature and shit. Once you, once your kid's sick, like, once Evie was sick and we're like, oh, temperature's high, like, it sort of was like, I just forgot I was sick. That was, like, the end of it. The second she got sick, I was no longer sick because it was like, I don't have time to worry about me. Yeah. Which sounds like I'm trying to put myself up on a pedestal as, like, a holier-than-thou individual, which I am but not my intention. Just went. But, dude, so she got the temperature giving her like Panadol and shit, would only go down a little bit. Then by the end of the day, her temperature got to 40. That's high. Dude, high as shit. And you're feeling this little thing. And she was like a little, like kids are sent home from school on a 40 degree day. This baby's 40 degrees. Mm. Hot as fuck, her little body in her head. And she's like got a really bad nappy rash because she got like five teeth coming through at the same time. And that can cause nappy rash. I don't know, do your own research on that. But anyway, the poor little thing was just in a fucking shit fight. And then once we once it hit forty, we were like, "It's we should never." This is the sickest she's been. We're like, "Oh, what the fuck do we do here?" So we went to emergency. Took it to emergency. 
Is that par for the course usually, emergency? For a 40 degree, no. So the good, it was definitely worth doing because now we are, uh, we've got more like knowledge at our disposal as to like how to handle this shit. Yeah. First time parents, I'm like, we were on the phone to a couple of people and they're like, listen, use your intuition. If they're, the thing was like, Basically, we went to emergency. It was all good after a while. Like, they gave her some uh, medicine and shit, and the temperature came down a little bit. But only really, and I don't know how she is today because I left before she woke up, but, like, the temperature only came down, like, 48 hours after it started. Like, she was had it for a long time. But what they said was, was that kids can actually, like, be okay with a high temperature sort of in isolation. Like, if they're, she was still able to, like smile, be herself, have a bit of a laugh, feeling sick, like you can tell she's sick, but she's like still walking around, you know, she's still eating. There's all those things are all okay, then like the temperature itself is actually just, it's just her body trying to fight off whatever the fuck it is, which it sounds like dad gave her. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Did you reckon you got it from Macca's? No, I think I got it from Steph, because Steph was a little bit crook the week before as well. Week before is a long time, Tom. No, it was in like, if I got it on the Friday, Steph had it on the Tuesday, Wednesday. So you're not blaming Sutton Forest Mackers? Fuck no. Okay. Perish the thought. Perish anyway, I just want to say shout out to mums that look after sick children because Steph had to deal with a sick baby, which is her priority, but also a fucking 150 kilo sick baby in myself. And just seeing like <laughs> mums go the big lift when kids are sick. It gives you a newfound appreciation for what your parents would have done for you when you were sick because you now see it. You're like, oh, God, I would have been a pain in the ass to deal with when I was sick. But just seeing how mums just go like, all right, bing, switch, and they're just, they're on. How you considering what you've, after what you've gone through, are you considering a transition to a, an all-natural tank water diet? You know? I, I mean, it's certainly something that we're running up the flagpole at the Birmingham household because after you reminded me yesterday that you don't get sick, I was like, you actually don't get sick. And your old man... Never got sick in his life. Chilton Simpson, never been sick in his goddamn life. Reared on tank water. Reared on tank water and passed it on to me. Thank you, Father. But there's something in it. There's something in it. Kempy was saying his old man was reared on tank water, doesn't get sick. Well, Kempy's old man holds the record for most years without taking a sick day. He's most up to days. 45. Most days. <laughs> most days without a sick day, and it's in the years. That's what's no, no. funny. Yeah, most days, yeah. <coughs> 45 years without a sick day. Holds the record, undisputed. Yeah. Not even close. Never Read to on be tank broken. Water. Yeah. Read on tank water. So it's a thing. Yeah. And I'd urge all young parents to turn to tank water. Yeah. Throw a couple of possums in there, gum leaves. Rats. Rats. Et al. Et al. A couple of roaches, moths and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, You can get a real good brew going. That's right. And some hot Australian sun. To, That's right. To fucking yeah, yeah. Cook it in a Bushman's, yep. preferably. Look, ideally you want it to be a metal tank. Bushman's. Yeah, Bushman's metal tank. But they're all, Bushman's moving into plastics and poly. Uh, we don't do poly on the podcast. No. We do good Aussie tin. Yeah. Because you want some of that metallic breakaway into the well, water as well. Well, it heats the water. Into a nice, cool, like a lukewarm bath. Exactly. You want it as a nice, warm bath, and then you have it cool um, when it's in the copper piping of the household, if you can get it in that way. Sure. Look, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to think about. Now, Eddie, is that the intro? That's the intro, Tom. That's the intro, mate. There you go. You're welcome. Let's talk rugby league. Yep. Let's do it. Now, Eddie, there's a couple of things to get to in rugby league. Sure, there were some games on the weekend. Sure, there were some blowouts. Sure, there were some teams playing 
worse than others, some teams <coughs> playing better than others, some lucky wins, you could even argue. But I like that, the rugby league world. Now we're into it. We're into the season. We're into the grind. We're into the bloody... We're going set for set with the season, you know what I mean? Like, up and back, get to your kicks. Yeah. Now we're starting to get some rugby league story, some some of the shit the rugby league fan really likes to uh, sink their fucking missing teeth into. And that's some of the yarn as opposed to just the game results. Now, there's a few of these. I'd like to start off with one that I think warms the hearts of people the world over, and that's Bronson Cherry of Molten Piss fame. Mm. Now, we know Bronson unfortunately made the, the, the mistake of... Uh, heating up the piss to, um, you know, to centre of the core of the earth sort of temperatures in an attempt to return from injury. Mm. Got banned for four years from Asada. Innocent mistake. Innocent mistake. Young kid, world at his feet, needed to come back from an injury, heated up the piss. We've all not been there, but you know what I mean. We Bronson, all sympathise with that. We sympathise with it. Bronson now moving, or now transitioning his focus to the NFL because he's out of rugby league for four years and many people may not know this, but the NFL don't give a shit mm. about what you do. Neither do the NBA, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that NBA and NFL, it's like we test very little. And, you know, like Julian Edelman, who plays for the Patriots, won a bunch of Super Bowls. He was suspended for three games for steroids, I'm pretty sure. Do your own research on that. Matt, if anything comes up there, I know that this is not your job. D or Dave, not here today. Could you just look up Julian Edelman suspended for steroids in the NFL? Probably worth noting, D or Dave, not here today. Dave on holiday. Um, Dave hanging out with... Um, Dave doing mushrooms on holiday. Yeah, that's right. Uh, according to the messages he sent us this morning, he he's found another... Uh, He's found his people. He's found a posse of rat bags um, while out snorkeling, I think, and they all got on the mushrooms together. Now, I don't know if his parents were there or not. Um, Seems a little, you know, different, but power to Dave making friends. Dave doesn't struggle to make friends. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I just wanted to see how long Edelman... So he plays for... Four weeks for peptides. Injury recovery. That, I mean, that's the thing about the NFL and the NBA. If, if the stewards are help, helping you get bigger and faster and more entertaining, and it's helping you come back quicker so that, you know, our superstars are playing the game more, they There's don't an, give a fuck. I, but I don't really either. There's an uh, element for me where I'm going, and I've heard people say this. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this, right? This isn't me. This is what I've heard. This is an alleged, do your own research. But, like, people going... How do you think LeBron James is still the number one player in the game at fucking 37? He's been doing it at this level for, th- uh, and he is now 37. It's almost, what, fucking 20 plus years, mm. right? Again, I'm not saying that he is doing this, but, and he is also a genetic freak, all those things, but like. Terrific work ethic. Terrific work ethic, yeah, sure. A million dollars a year on his body, whatever. But like, there is an argument, or like, you could, I could see how they would all be fucking doing something, or a lot of them doing something. And the NFL, they're all fucking huge. Again, could all just be completely genetic freaks. But as you can see, Edelman, four weeks for peptides. Like, I, I don't mind it, as you said. Why not? So, are you saying then that Bronson, in some ways, going to be with his people maybe maybe is that one way of looking is at this it? sort of like a you know 
come come home, Bronson. Come home to your people. Like, um, you know, come back to people that understand your your plight. Yeah, we get it, dude. It's all good. We don't give a fuck over here. Oh, oh, you got you got banned for four years for trying to you know quicken up an injury. Come back from injury. Quick up the cadence. That's odd. Now, that's all by the by. What is exciting and what I think gives this story real pep. And heart. Heart. And, you know, reeks of a Hollywood movie. Mm. Or maybe a Screen Australia movie. I I think I'm smelling Logie Awards fucking left, right and centre and I can't smell. Uh, Maybe a miniseries. Yeah, I like that. I'll, like, play, I'll play Bronson and you play I'll Roger, play Roger. Yeah, I'll play Roger. <laughs> I have to play Roger. Yeah, that's right. Bronson teamed up with Bronson. Uh, Bronson's teamed up with Roger Fabry, which some of you may know. Do you know who Roger Fabry is? If you don't, then you're living under a rock, metaphorical or otherwise. But Roger Fabry is the premier sprint coach on planet Earth. King of Cadence, they call him. Yep. King of Cadence, who, by the way, has since been followed by Usain Bolt. So make of that what you will. The king of cadence, the king of sprinting, the man who puts them all on the map, now followed by Usain Bolt. Makes sense. Now, Bronson, exiled from the NRL. Roger Fabry, king of cadence. You put these two people together, and Bronson fast as fuck. You put these two people together, throw in a little bit of Usain Bolt for some Hollywood magic, over to the NFL, and I'm excited for Bronson. They love hot piss over there. Bronson loves hot piss. They love Roger Fabry. They love Roger They love Fabry. Cadence. Like, why do you think they put so much emphasis on the 40-yard dash? Yeah. They fucking live for that shit over there. It's what gets them out of bed. And I saw Bronson uh, being interviewed by Danny Widler of Always Gets Himself in the Shot fame. Um, and Bronson looked jacked. He looked fucking humongous. Bronson's a specimen. He's bro. a specimen. He's 100% a specimen. Yeah. How do I think he's going to go in the NFL? Fuck, I don't know. He's never played the game. So you could argue it might be tough for him. But when, you got, when you're a specimen, first and foremost, when you've got Usain Bolt in some way in your corner, mm. I know you, it's a long bow, nah, but, but he is there. And you've got the King of Cadence, Roger Fabray, guiding you and your, you know, your journey. Is he a shot? Yeah, I think he might be. Is Roger Fabray Brunson Cherry's customado? <laughs> is that fair to say? Yes. Yes, he is. And if you don't know who Customato is, you're a fucking yeah, we're not, we're not Give fucking, up. Yeah. If you don't know who Cus is. We're not doing it for I'm you. I'm not doing it for you. Yes, he is, Tom. Yes, he is. Do you think Bronson has an affinity for pigeons? Probably. If he didn't before, he does now. He, does, well, he has to now. He has to now. Tyson's getting involved. So Bronson now, Bronson now looking for a hobby, races, rears, and grooms pigeons. <laughs> While all under the watchful eye of uh, a Roger Fabry, Customato, uh, whilst chasing his dream of boxing, NFL. With cameos from Usain Bolt. With cameos from Usain Bolt. Usain Bolt, who would Usain Bolt be in that, in that persuasion? Don King. Don King. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got something. Now we've got something. Now we've got something meaningful here. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is something I can sell to Screen Australia execs. Yeah. Um, Endemol Shine or whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> um, that's like the fucking company you see it like come up after like all your win TV shows and shit. It's like <laughs> Endemol Shine. Sure. Um, that's 
Bronson. Bronson. Good luck to Bronson. I fucking love it. Mm. You know what? If you can find a way to still live your life when something like this happens, like no one really deserves anything this bad from these sort of things. The steroid cheat thing, like it's th- it's things that are taken so seriously in like when in reality, like it's just sport. Even though I say that we all love sport, like, you know, to have your life completely fucked, there's just something about that that you still somehow feel like Four years is a long the time. Punishment doesn't necessarily fit the crime, really. If you just take a step back from everything, even though cheating is fucked, or you know, there's not levels good. to it though. Yes, he's not Lance Armstrong with this shit. You know what I mean? He's just a bloke who's trying to come back a little earlier from an injury. Yeah, I know, but like, also Lance Armstrong was. You could argue Lance was as fucking hard done by as anyone in the fact that like every single person he beat nah but it's how Lance went about it Lance used to sue people and shit yeah that's true Lance was an Lance sued his masseuse yeah Lance was a fuckwit Lance the greatest respect to Lance Uh, really should have called him Lance shouldn't I you should have but I didn't ah there you go Um, just shows you're putting it all on yeah yeah completely now on to other things pertinent to rugby league Eddie great to see that, you know, the NRLW has taken the world by storm. It's been a great inclusion into the game. The women uh, in rugby league um, are so important to the game, even just away from, like, the players, right? Mums, wives, sisters, fucking family who, uh, you know, get with, in the early stages, it used to just be out mums and that, getting kids to games and helping out and, you know, this. But now we've got women's rugby league at the forefront of the competition. It was only a matter of time before stories like this, good news stories like this started coming through. Mm. And what better club to do it at than the Sydney Roosters, who are a marquee club in the competition. Now, a female player from the Roosters whose name has escaped me, Matt, could I... Nina Nita Maynard. Now, Nita... Uh, has been arrested and charged with, I believe, assault for bashing a couple of security guards outside of where? Northies. Another rugby league, you know, sort of staple. Mm. So, I mean, was this the sort of natural evolution? When we're talking about pay parity, we're talking about fucking, you know, equity in the game or equality, sorry. This was just a natural... These are the things you want to see. If you're like... If you're the the... Big wigs at NRL, it's like, all right, we need to get women in the game. Bang, we've got women playing. Now we just need to get their, uh, you know, on-field performances up to a certain standard. Now they're not there yet, but they're getting there, right? Mm. Getting better and better. Well, now what about off-field? We need to start seeing some women in the headlines. We need to start, like, they need to start bringing some sort of a promotional dollar value to the game of rugby league. Is it Anita? Nita, I believe. Now, Nita from where I'm sitting, seems like the smartest chick in the room because she's recognised that a lot, not all, but a significant amount of revenue that the NRL generates is off the back of the scandal. Mm -hmm. The scandal keeps the game in the paper. When it's in the paper, it's in front of the eyes of the punter and the dribbler. It wraps them up into a bit of a frenzy and they watch and attend the games. Now... Nita's sitting there going, listen, our attendances could be better. Eyeballs on screens could be better. What are we missing here? 
What's the common denominator? Oh, we're not in the paper enough. Why aren't we in the paper? Not enough scandal. Like, she's one step, but she's a fucking pioneer She is a pioneer. She's a fucking pioneer. She knows how the world works. Yeah, it might not be everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, the lefties might sit there and go, that's fucking horrendous, but that's the way of the world, mate. That's it. It's the way of the world. Now she's she, out there. She's a groundbreaker. She's a groundbreaker. She's breaking ground. She's gone out there. She towed up a couple of security guards. I mean, which is no mean feat. Again, I don't know whether there's like a a female league equivalent in the security guard game where there's like female security guards. I haven't seen it, but she, I would assume, has towed up a couple of male security guards. I don't. Yeah, I don't see many female security guards. Not that there aren't any, but I don't often see them. So I'm going to Certainly assume, not at Northies. Not at fucking Northies, bro. I'm assuming she's towed up a couple of blokes, which is, one, a great endorsement for the strength and the power of, of the female... Rugby league player. That's right. Five foot two. Five foot see? two? Now I'm interested. Now I'm like, when's Nita playing? Yeah, exactly, dude. Do you know what I mean? I want to see this this gal get round. Tell me you aren't now pumped to see Nita lay some chicks out in the uh, NRLW. You yeah. are. Can you, Matt, when's the NRLW on? Is it already on? Uh, it's normally the end of the year. Okay, so we got some time. Nita's, mate, the more I think about this, the more switched on I'm now realising Nita is. Yeah. This, she's, is she a skipper? She's not captain, she should be. She definitely should be. And I mean, I'm not ruling out, you know, look, maybe it's too early, but a statue outside Northies. I'm not ruling out a statue. An award so. in her name. Well, I think you call it the Nita... Or a bursary for young, you know, like some sort yeah, of young yeah, yeah. young rugby league girls coming through. That's right. Look, pay you. We'll pay the way for you. you we'll know? pay. You know, yeah, exactly. We'll you don't pay need for a you job. To, no, you get the needed scholarship. You get the needed scholarship, and you know, you're you're allowed like two free benders at Northies a month. Yep, which is probably more than enough. Yeah, I think you've been selfish asking for more than two, but I like the whole thing. For Nita Maynard to go down to Northies and towel up a, a couple of bounces at five foot two, well, I think is, well, is a well, tremendous endorsement. Shit for the game. faced and getting kicked out. Like tick, 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 tick. Give her a game. Put the C on her fucking and chest. Put, give her a game and then put the C on her chest. That's right. Um, so shout mate, out to I'll, tell, I'll give you the fucking hot tip. Nothing's going to grow the game like that. I will watch that game. Whenever Nita's first game back is, Eddie, I feel 100%. like we've got to make a point of watching Mate, Nita's it. now like a, a martyr's not the right word, but like she's... She's the biggest name in female rugby league. Easily, mate. Female sport in the country. Easily. And that's no disrespect to the other tremendous talent running around. It's just that Nita's on the fucking tip of my tongue now. Exactly. She has got the, the tongues wagging. And wagging good. Yeah. And Shout true. out to Nita. Shout out to Nita. Official uh, NRLW player of the podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, look, just a couple more, Eddie, uh, to whip through here. So, look, firstly, you may have seen it over the socials if you're following footy players and all that sort of shit, but um, also if you're following John Abawadi, because that's the one who really who brought it to my attention initially. But Buzz Rothfield, the official fuckwit in the NRL media landscape, with the greatest respect, um, he came out with an article uh, last week... That was, sorry, I've got my phone up here just because I'm getting Hopawadi up. Um, he came up with an article last week about Manasi Finau, who, if you don't know, is a Manly Seagulls player, a hooker, who probably would have us in the top eight. Um, he's in a no-fault stand-down with the NRL because he's been alleged to have stabbed someone at a Mormon dance party. All very normal things. 
Alleged though, right? So innocent until proven guilty. But he's been out of the game for like I think it's two years now, or this is like the second year. I think it was twenty. This is this is the second. It year. It was the end of twenty nineteen, so he missed twenty twenty, and, and then he's, he's and currently he's missing twenty 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 one. Um. Now he has been going to rehab for I think maybe like a prescription uh medication sort of like dependence i don't know uh and some depression that's directly related to the shit he's going through right now Mm. um and buzz who just doesn't really like they they just don't for 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 people that have like so many opinions about the way players should behave and you know xyz and what's right and what's wrong and fucking this the level of insensitivity that they show, uh, specifically Buzz Rothfield, is fucking wild. So he's put this headline, uh, the fucking full front page or back page of the, the, the sports lift out. Manly stars drug rehab, band hooker treated for depression and painkiller addiction. Like, the guy's got depression and... How is that a headline? It's, well, it's just, it's misleading, but it's also not helpful, right? Like, and, you know, I think like... Um, Brandon Smith and a couple other people were like sharing stuff around going like, you know, what about the alternate headline of like rugby league player seeks help for depression? Like, you know, rugby league player, you know, like when there's so much around the game around like, you know, are you okay? And not just the game, society, right? It's okay if you feel depressed, go get help. It's Mm. not going to be, you're not going to be fucking ashamed for it on the back of a newspaper. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, what I did like to see was John Hopawadi uh, of Hopper Huddle fame, of Finger in the Bum fame, of one of the great rugby league characters all time fame, mm. and one of the great followers on Instagram fame, uh, Hop H O P Triple Five. If you want to get on there and follow him, um, he's put up a picture as you can see of the back page, Eddie, and with the caption here, Buzz is a all caps dog computer warrior, but when he sees you in person, he tries to be your friend, which is what I've said before, right? He bags fucking people after the fact. But anyway, with the hashtag, this is obviously the famous Hopper hashtags that have no end. Hashtag, hope I run into you by yourself. Hashtag, so no space yet. Old or not, you will be getting slapped. Hashtag at the end. (laughs) And then Manasi commented underneath going, uh, Hopper v Buzz fight night. I'll get the white towel for you just in case I have to throw it in. Lol. But I think I saw Manasse put one up somewhere as well. Like he just commented something, going, fuck, can I catch a break? Again, obviously if you stab someone other, you know. Innocent until proven guilty. It's yeah. before the courts. You can't make any assumptions. No. I like to think he's innocent. Yeah. I think that's where it'll go based on vibe and vibe alone. Vibe alone. But for Buzz to fucking drag his name through the back papers like that is so unnecessary, but it's so Buzz. Yeah. Like the bloke cannot fucking help himself. He cannot, it's like he's got some sort of like syndrome where he's just obsessed with fucking people over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like his, his opinions now seem to be so out of touch. There's almost something reality. where it seems like they just, or they become, they become more extreme. Or maybe they were always like this, but now when you've got your, uh, your you know, your bloke in a bars, your NRL roast, your YKTRs and all those sort of like rugby league media pages, Clarkie's column, where they are so unapologetically focused on the positive that you can see the um, the gulf in sort of perspectives where you're like, oh shit, 
Is that a is that like an old legacy media thing? You know, like of did I'm pretty sure Rupert invented this shit, the scandalous headline. I'm sure it's kind of like the like it's it, like with the newspapers, it was the sort of like the analog click click through where it's like, oh, we get the headline on the back and front page being as fucking salacious as possible, then it you buy it. And on the same as on like on the internet, it's like, oh well, we have the the biggest clickbait headline possible. You're going to click through, which is like the equivalent of buying the paper or you're buying the yarn. Is his mo? Do you think to be fucking outrageous to draw in the clicks? Buzz, like, yeah. Uh, or do you to think a degree, he, yeah? Like because a lot of the shit he says seems to be the opposite of how people feel. You know what I mean? Listen, I think that there maybe like you could. To a degree, have sympathy for journos in the sense that the model that they're operating in is you have to be scandalous because that's the only way people are going to give a fuck, especially when a lot of it's behind subscription models and all that sort of shit where mm. it's like, you know... Paywalls. Paywalls. So they, they are like... They are stuck in the sort of washing machine of the media world, of the legacy media world, where it's like, I kind of have to do this fucked up story about Manasi because... If I just write a story about, you know, sponsors, the new sponsor at fucking Spotless Stadium, I'm probably not going to have a job next week. <laughs> so in some sense, I get it. But also, like, there's maybe a way that you could... Like, well, there's definitely a way that you could have done that Manasseh one better without it being almost like he's, he's doing something wrong by going to rehab. Yeah. No, he's not doing anything wrong. He's doing something right, yeah. really. Anyway. Did you see Buzz... And his opinions on origin eligibility. Buzz is pumped up. Is he? Buzz thinks that origin should be a fucking free-for-all and it should just be the best players in the game. Buzz is up and out of the Zimmer frame. Yeah, he's up and out of the Zimmer frame and he's, you know, more outrageous cash for comment, if that's the right term. Probably not. Probably not. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. It is now. <laughs> um, he wants to see the best players playing in Origin because he thinks it's good for the game. You know what that's called, Buzz? International Rugby League. Uh, you know what fucking flopped, Buzz? The All-Star game. No one gave a fuck. No. People only care now when it's the Indigenous versus the Maori. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, that's sick. That means something. Mm. Like, what are you talking about? We've had Origin now f since the 80s. What, 1980, I think it was? Something like that. Dior. And it's been going fantastically, if you don't mind. No He's one's like, like, oh, but ratings are going down. It's like, bruh, have they fallen off a cliff to a point where no one fucking watches anymore? Last time I checked, it fills every fucking paper. The games are sellouts always. <laughs> and it rates its dick off. And the only and what, like, is he going back? How many years is he going off with ratings? Because last year, it was at the end of the year. It was weird. It was a COVID year. So, like, I mean, you scrap those ratings completely. Don't even use those ratings in calculation. Like... The game, no one's need. No one's going. You know what needs some fucking addressing? The origin. You know what? You know what needs a fucking state of origin could be fucking improved. Like what the? F what are we talking about? It's I have origin managed to maintain my excitement, my interest for eight straight years without winning a series. That yeah, I was. I, I was around it. I was pumped. Everyone was around it. It was obviously hard. But, like, the game had enough... It wasn't like you're going, geez, I wish we could have, you know, people Oh, who God. At the time, I wasn't going, geez, I wish Sam Burgess was playing. No. This would be unbelievable if Sam was playing. Like, 
That's not what it's about. It just doesn't make really any sense. It sort of that it becomes like the, the yeah the the American All Stars like the Eastern Conference West Eastern West All Stars and all that sort of shit. Mate, You're just it, like, the, it can, the origin the Queensland side rolled out last year was like to to the to the state of origin supporter who doesn't watch a whole lot of rugby league would have been like who the fuck are these yeah, guys yeah. exactly Conor McGregor who the fuck is that do you know guy? what I mean it was a bit like that there was they rolled out some people that fucking quite frankly most of the rugby league community wouldn't have heard of correct but it didn't matter at all no they got the win and they got a famous win which you would have lost because they would have had Taumalolo and fucking whoever else in the side if you were just allowing it to be a free-for-all and then it loses all of its meaning. It loses all of the passion and pride that that is built and fostered within New South Welshmen and Queenslanders who hate each other around origin time. Tom, you know what? It, be- it becomes an all-star game. You know what has never done well in any code, in any sport? The all-star game. Like, they have the all-star weekend in the NBA and it's like it's like... It's okay. It's fucking pretty shit basketball. It's just a shitload of alley oops. Like yeah. no one's really trying. They don't defend at all. It's quite frankly, it's a fucking joke. Yeah. The one they do the before the NFL, before the Super Bowl, I can't even remember what it's fucking called. I think they have it in Hawaii. Yeah. No one gives a fuck. It's shit out. Yeah. The AFL's got nothing going on. No. What's their What's their little thing? I'm sure they've tried the uh, the All Star concept here, and that doesn't work. They've tried an Origin, I think, once at once upon a time as well. No one cares. It ain't it ain't even close to broken. No, like it's not. It's in fact, it's the opposite of broken. And fucking did Doctor Buzzers out here trying to fix well, it? Well, I mean, n- you'll kill it, mate. New South Wales win two, Queensland win one. It's back to this like back and forth, you know, push and pull. The states are competitive. Like this year, without knowing what the teams will be, and one of the great rugby league uh, pastimes is picking Origin sides after a round of football but based on sort of just knowing and assuming who will be there off the last couple of years like largely it'll be competitive as fuck again it's not an eight straight oh we're getting pumped by fucking 12 immortals in the opposition like this is again back to a nice even balance of players across both states and a competitive game of footy great footy to watch points being scored fucking everything you want and people up and about. It's the most watched fucking thing in the country every year, including like Victorians get around it. There isn't the AFL Grand Final is probably the only AFL game that gets other people, non-AFL fans, watching AFL. Mm-hmm. And even that wouldn't rate as much as the uh, State of Origin, you would assume. I don't know. I'm 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 at a loss for words. I don't I don't get it. Who is honestly sitting there crying out? For Tamalolo to be in Origin, is like, Buzz? I don't, Buzz got all these. But do people care that much? Yeah, Tamalolo's a great fucking player, great fucking player. Arguably the most damaging back rower all time. But like, I don't, I don't need to see him in Maroon for me to care. Mm. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me one iota. So the answer, brah, is no. Anyway, the answer is no. The answer is no. We've we've decided. Obviously, everyone was waiting to hear our take on it. It's a no. So, <laughs> sorry, it ain't, it ain't happening. It's a no. Am I pumped for Origin? Is it just around the corner? Just around the corner. Oh, it's just around the corner. Um, we'll start to ramp up the rhetoric. Yep. Obviously, we are, 2020 was, just so everyone's clear, was a COVID year. Um, Wiped from the... Uh, we're in discussions books. with the NRL around us wiping it from the record book. Why are we... No, not salty. Not salty no. at all. I just think that 
you know, sometimes you've got to make the hard decisions, but the right decision. Yep. I think the right decision in a COVID year is to strike it from the record book or at least, you asterisk know, highlight it, it or asterisk it. Yeah. I'd be comfortable with that. Just so people know, oh, that one wasn't. Well, as the asterisk, COVID year doesn't really count. We kept it in there because they didn't break any laws, but like, you know. But it doesn't really count. No. So, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see there. Two Parramatta fans punching on in the stands with each other. Mm. I mean, if ever you, were, you wanted to, you know, make a connection between the, the undeniable pressure that that club and its fan base feels about the impending implosion of the sun, like, there it is in plain sight to see. Oh, you wanted a, re- a real-life working example? That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's two, that's, look, they got the win as well. I know. They beat West Tigers and they're still frustrated. They're they, frustrated because they're like, these wins mean nothing. Yeah. And they don't. They mean absolutely nothing. And it was like, they also weren't convincing against the Tigers, which I think is almost like, it doesn't matter if we win. It's about how we win. We should be beating the shit out of the Tigers, but we can't because we're not good. So there's no way we're winning the comp. Well, it's just, I think they turn up because they go, well, we can't win the comp because, you know, the sun will eat the earth. Maybe we come out here and we and we win well against you know a pretty ordinary West Tigers outfit, but even they couldn't do that, and which the, brings grown men to punch on. That's it. The the on edge. They're all on edge. They're all frustrated. It's like, you know, the Parramatta adult, the adult Parramatta fan now, who's what forty, goes, I haven't seen a Parramatta premiership. My dad did, and my dad always tells me it was good. But dad also doesn't really love me that much. Dad's you know was sort of distant. And Dad loved the club more Dad than me. Dad loved the club more than me, and I just want to be able to see a comp, you know, para win a comp so that maybe that'll connect us. Maybe that's how me and Dad that's connect. That's the link. Dad loves the club. Dad doesn't love me because I've never seen the club win. Para have to win for me to love Dad, for Dad to love me and us to connect. So obviously these, these dudes are on edge. They're wound so tight, like fuck. So tight. They go, There's, it, do I have to wait five billion years? Unless modern medicine fucking does some pulls its finger out of its ass, I'm not going to be here for that. Yep, modern medicine, that's the key, but unlikely. Unlikely. Don't know how the medicine and the sun are linked, but, you know. Well, I mean, if he's trying to give himself the... if the, 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 the He wants the, the Alexa, like... The modern-day Parramatta fan is going to give himself the best opportunity. Let's say they've got five billion years, right, mm. to win a comp. These Parramatta fans have got... At best, another 50 years. Like, the 40-year-old Parramatta yeah, yeah, fan has average of best another 50 years in them. Well, so, we need modern medicine to pull its finger out for them to give themselves the best opportunity for not only their dad to still be alive, but for them to still be alive to, you know... I mean, they'll wait five billion years. It's probably not going to happen. No, look, I'm, I'd, I'd be ruling out a lifetime. I yep. think a lifetime is improbable. Yep. Completely improbable. Yep. But, look, tension's running high out there. I... I don't know what else I want to say about that, Tom. I don't think there's too much more to add, really, other than the fact that if you wanted a workable example Mm. of the pressure building on the Parramatta faithful Mm -hmm. about the impending implosion of the sun and the swallowing of the earth and everything that exists and has existed, Mm -hmm. then that was it. All right, punters, dribblers. So time for the dribbles here. Now, listen, this week... There was there's we're we're time sensitive because of Easter. Blame Jesus, um, but it means that we aren't really able to get to the fucking four hundred plus dribbles that have been sent through. This is not an avoidance of licks. 
I think that we and our services to getting licked over the past fucking four games, let alone last year, I think that we've done enough for you to know that we take licks better than anyone. Mate, there's doctors out there who are advising us, look, keep this licking up and you might pass. So, like, that hasn't stopped us getting licked this week. It's a time thing, but all we're saying is we've been licked near to death. Already. So, in terms of the dribbles this week, we are running fucking out of time. So we are prob- we're just we're just going through here. Eddie's just going to pick one. I'm picking one. We're just doing one, and we're seeing how it goes. And this is just the one-off dribble of the week. So you know, congratulations. Congratulations to whoever the fuck it is. Hope it's good. Tom, Eddie, Dior, Dave. This is the jelly shot dribbler of PVL Plark 1.0 fame. I just want this dribbler. This dribble to be a safe place and an escape from the impending or already received shit dribble from Panther fans, okay? Any club would be proud to have dribblers such as yourselves to be such passionate supporters of a club. Sure, mainly lost tonight, okay? But we're still such a proud club who have never lost a premiership, never won a wooden spoon, okay? Keep our heads up, okay? And premiership soon. All the best, beers, and of course, jelly shot soon. Much love, the jelly shot dribbler. And your day, fuck you, your turn, Kate. Love ya. Bye. That couldn't have been a better choice. Look, you, the naysayers out there are saying you two dickheads picked the only positive one in, in, the, whole in the whole thing. thing. I swear on punters and dribblers the world over that I picked that at random. And it just so happened to be a very pro Tom and Eddie dribble. It was a very pro manly dribble. And uh, obviously one of the famous characters in dribbler history, the jelly shot kid. Look. A baggy green member, no less. Mate, if you believe in fate, you would believe that all things happen for a reason. And it feels to me like the perfect way to end the podcast is with a bit of positivity. Yep. We all need positivity in our lives, punters and dribblers. It can't all be licks from sunset to sunrise. Do you know what I mean? Can't get licked all night. No, you can't. Can't get licked all day, Tom. No. Sometimes you need a bit of positivity. Correct. And Jelly Shot Kid has delivered in He's spades. He's delivered in spades. Uh, no surprises. He is a proud member of the 11. Um, but that's it this week, Eddie. We've got it done. Fuck all you losers who tried to lick us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Please go over to the YouTube ch- uh, channel at Halo Sport on YouTube. Fuck, you'll find it. Like, subscribe. We've got our About Even Betting show, which is out Thursday. Uh, flying, if anyone's interested. Absolutely flying. I am winning. Um, and then I think that's it. Generally, spread the good word. Spread the good oil, punters and dribblers. We'll be back at the same time. Like the original time the original next time week. Time there will week. be, you know, there'll be an hour dedicated to dribbles next week. So don't, I mean, don't feel hard done by. No. You just, you, you weren't up to it this we week. We indulge you assholes more than enough that, you know, this is an Easter in Jesus uh, induced, you know. Yep. If you got an issue with it, take it up with Jesus. Take it up with the Lord because we ain't apologizing for it unless we might have. I don't know. Hope not. Uh, until next week. Bye bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>